0: Alright everyone, welcome to Tonecast number 74. This is Brian Porter here at the shop on a Monday afternoon recording this podcast. Um, been another crazy couple weeks for us here in the shop. You we know, always kind of kind of start off the show just this, letting you guys know what's been going on lately. This is kind of the real-time update, even though some of you may be finding this podcast. Who knows when, but uh, we want to just let you know as always that we appreciate your support. We have really been enjoying creating some new pickups. We've got our ricochet size filter trons that we're working on. We're going to do a whole show dedicated to those at some point here and share some audio files of them as well for you. We've got a lot of cool things like that heading into the summer. And I want to start out with it talking about um, before we get into our main topic, which is the influencer and the endorser and kind of how we to be honest, how we struggle with that as a company and how we approach that. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, we want to talk about some other things that uh, that are coming up, and um, we're really excited to to not only work on these Trons, like I mentioned, but um, just kind of developing more of uh, different custom shop models. If you followed our Instagram page, we've got uh, some new gold foil concepts that we just posted. We've got some other surprises in the works as well. So there's a lot of things that are that are floating around there that we want to kind of share with you. And we've done this a little bit more differently in the past. Um, kind of done these big official releases with product demos and descriptions and all that. And lately, we've kind of just let you into the process of, hey, we've got this thing coming down the pipe. Here's a shot of it before it's even available. And here's a quick sound clip and that kind of thing. So we've been sort of staggering the releases out and letting you know um, about them way ahead of time before they're actually available to release. And that's been kind of different for us, but um, doing an official release takes a ton of time, obviously, and this is a way to kind of gauge interest before we go into full production mode and to really spend a lot of time with these pickups. I think for for me, spending that time getting me in a guitar, taking the guitar home, jamming in the shop, that has been one of the things I've enjoyed the most about the the pickup development process. And that's been, that has been uh, definitely in the shop that part of the creative process kind of gets everyone, gets the juices flowing again and, oh, let's see if we can put this together. Let's see what it sounds like. Here's the first chord on this new pickup. So that's where it gets really, really exciting. And and that's what we've, we're doing this summer. We're kind of developing some of these new things and just developing all that and, our crew is very unique and very interesting in the sense of all of us are involved in music projects. So the summers get very weird and very busy. We've got a guy who does um, live sound events and we've got other guys who are in, they're in bands and they're playing and it ends up being a random summer. So for those who are, are thinking about getting stuff, uh, please keep ordering. Please continue to send emails and ask questions. Just know that Summers get a little bit weird around here, and and we like to give our employees the flexibility to pursue music-related things alongside of working here. So it always ends up being a, a you know scheduling nightmare, I guess you could say, in the summers. But um, it ends up also being a cool thing where people are able to pursue different music-related things, and certainly don't want to stop them from pursuing those because um, that's something that uh, that that we value as a company. So that's kind of what's going on that's what's uh coming down the pipe in the summer planning on getting some more people back on the uh back on the phone and doing some interviews and stuff like that um but as always if you have suggestions for for topics you'd like to see covered if you have suggestions for people you'd like to see us try to interview feel free to shoot those to us Uh, info at porterpickups.com is a great place for those and that'll get us uh geared up through the summer and into the fall we're planning definitely on planning on not getting rid of the tone cast um we've been in a little bit of a refinement mode as we kind of talked about last episode kind of just streamlining some stuff not building as many guitars kind of uh, lowering a little bit of the overhead going into the summer because typically summers are not the busiest season for us so we always try to prepare ourselves and to stock up on inventory and wines and things like that to get ourselves of ready to go, if that makes sense. So that's the back end of Porter. That's the back end of what's going on right now. Obviously, a lot of uh, my personal headspace is full of how do we fit this all together? How do we make it work? And a little bit of June brings, you know, we're sitting here in the early part of June and and that brings a little bit of uh, trauma to me, I guess you could say, in the sense of four years ago, we moved into this current shop and and we had a massive dip in sales and and it was really rough. We had to lay off a couple of people. It was crazy. And so every time June rolls around, it's always this like, oh man, is, is something going to happen again? And how are we going to survive June? And and so we've been preparing this whole year, just kind of saving some money, saving, you know, getting extra things wound, that kind of stuff. We're trying to to do our best to uh, to make it through and, and push through. And things have been going a lot better because of that uh, preparedness. And Something just we haven't done in the past, and we always look back and say, "Oh, I wish we would have done this. I wish we'd have prepared this." And and so this year we've committed to to not doing that. And sometimes that's doing less stuff. As much as we want to do twenty thousand things, we we don't need to at this point, and we need to uh, continue to focus. And and that's always an interest part, interesting part for me because as a as a business owner, you're saying, "Oh, well, if I cut these things, then that means I'm I'm failing or I'm I'm losing or whatever the term you want to uh, assign to it." But it's not necessarily that way. It's actually for us, it's just streamlining and becoming kind of more focused with our wheelhouse, which is the pickups and and chatting with customers and supporting them. So I do want to plug that uh, pickup chooser form. We haven't mentioned it in a while. Um, If you follow our email newsletters, any of our marketing, you see the pickup chooser form mentioned all the time. It's a really easy form to fill out. You're welcome to fill it out for every guitar that you have if you're looking to change some pickups on it. It's better if you do one form per guitar, if that makes sense. So you, you, ask, uh, you answer some questions about the specific guitar that you want to upgrade so we know what kind of pickups are going to go in there. You mention some stuff about the tones that you like, some artists you like, what you're maybe missing from the current setup. And then we kind of try to play matchmaker, if you will, and plug in a set of pickups from our lineup that will work for you. And this form is really great because we can look at it and we can usually have almost an instant recommendation down to, you know, usually a model or two, to be honest, we can say, okay, you probably want this model, or this model. So now go and research those. And you're welcome to not take our suggestions. But um, this is how we design the pickups, we, we make them that they fit a need and fill a purpose. And so if, if you identify some needs, we actually they have a trigger point, basically where, okay, he says he wants this. So that means it's probably this set. And that's been helpful for us. And so we can help you as a customer find your set a lot quicker. And also in the research process, you don't have to head to our site and be completely overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that's on there, because there's a lot on there. And so we don't want to, we don't want to overwhelm you. All right, so we're gonna get into the main topic today. This is a little bit more of a rapid fire um, podcast, something I've been thinking about over the last few years. Pretty frequently, we get the emails saying, "Hey, I'm in this band. I would love it if you endorse me. I would love it if you sponsor my band. Um, I'd love it if you give me a discount." There's there's all sorts of varying emails that come in, and and they're always like um, difficult for us to respond to. And this is this is where I'm going to get pretty honest with you in terms of how we we approach it and often don't approach it as a business and trying to figure out, okay, how does this makes sense for us to not only respond to this email, but to to give or not give some sort of discount or break. And typically, we don't really offer that break. Um, we have some artists, we have people who are in touring bands and playing a lot, or they used to be playing a lot before before the uh, pandemic. But um, that becomes, a, like I said, a very challenging thing for us, because a lot of times we get an email and it's worded in a way that no matter how we answer it, 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 we come across as maybe the bad guy because we're saying no to, hey, I really like you to give me this deal, and this is the this is the band or this is the church that I play at, or this is, you know, they're they're basically selling themselves so they, they can get free or discounted products. And and this becomes more and more difficult as this business gets bigger and bigger and more complicated, more more layers, more employees, more more stuff to pay for and on top of that this year all of our inventory parts and our pricing went up for every raw material that we use sometimes upwards of 10 to 15% on most things sometimes higher and so that becomes a a challenge when someone is wanting something but they kind of want it for free or they want it for half off or they want it for some some level of discount that we really honestly can't give and so for us there's this kind of evaluation period and I know some of my friends in the industry are a lot more uh a lot more straightforward, I guess, with the way that they approach those. They just say, "Hey, no discounts. this is what it is, And we usually do that. um We do have some random specials on our newsletter and and that kind of thing that will try to point people to the newsletter and say, "Hey, if you're looking to save money this is the this is the way to do it. We'll announce it on there. You can find that um, But I think there's a dark side to to the influencer to the artist type of thing. And, and this is not all the time. And I don't want to make this sound like it's all the way negative because it's definitely not plenty of artists who played our stuff have helped us sell more pickups, which is, which is the point of any kind of endorsement or sponsorships is that at the end of the day, they're pushing your brand and that's creating customer confidence. And that's, that's, that's always a good thing. But I think the dark side for us is if someone is an influencer or someone's making videos or, posting about it and then they change to another brand or they, they just stop using them. Um, that becomes now a reflection of, well, is, do they not like them anymore? Do they like this other brand better? Should I switch that brand to this new brand instead of this old brand? And that becomes like this clouded kind of conversation where many times it's, it's very innocent with uh, like demo guys or, or even some of the influencer types, um, they're just changing their gear like any guitarist would do. But that, that often translates, like I said, to someone seeing that and, and realizing, Oh, that's not, um, you know, that pedal is not on this guy's board anymore. That means he doesn't like it. And you know, (laughs) you know, it's probably not true because a guitarist changes their pedals and, and gear like, uh, like no other, you know, we're, we're famous for doing that. But I think that to us, if, if we, um, are giving out stuff and expecting product reviews or, pay, or paying for product reviews. And then after a while, um, things get changed. And that's typically normal. It's a normal kind of life shelf life for some of that stuff. But um, that becomes sort of, hey, I want to demo your stuff and I really love it. And they're also, you can tell it's a form email. <laughs> so they're sending it out to 10 companies. And, and we've got those where they forgot to change the name of the company that they were trying to solicit free stuff and then accidentally sent another company's name to us via email and so they're kind of busted at that point. It was kind of like, okay, you're just fishing for first person to say yes for, for the discount. But uh but this is kind of a touchy subject because I think people kind of kinda get a little offended sometimes when you say, hey man, I can't give you a discount right now and and you know you're sitting here uh behind that saying no is uh hey I'm looking at payroll this week and and we really need to hit it and I can't just give you a set. I can't pay my guys to build something and send it out and then not have anything come back in, which affects their salaries, which affects parts ordering and all that. So I think that's one of those things where it's hard to communicate that to someone who is definitely looking for a discount. And and particularly for me, I don't do very well with uh, um, like the passive aggressive threats, basically, where someone will say like, hey, I'm I'm currently talking to these three companies, and I'm looking for the right person and and the best company. And and you need to prove that you're the best company by giving me something. And I'm giving these like general, like uh, you know, text of what an email is like. But many of these are actually word for word what they're saying is they're they're threatening you with um, with their not their non-business. If that makes sense, they're threatening you for free stuff. And so it's always very awkward and you're like hey i'm not I'm not sure we can do that for you at this point but this is kind of the the weird part of the of this side of the industry that um, you know, t- to be honest from the beginning is I've never really thought about artists I do think about them as like hey these guys are out there touring and that's really important to me that they're actually touring and making music and and recording as opposed to someone just playing in the room but I've also thought about that every regular guitarist, I mean, it sounds bad to say that, but every, every customer we work with has the opportunity to tell all of their friends about their experience in working with us. And so I don't see that as, as any less valuable than trying to get an artist. I, I, would, I prefer to win each customer over with um, the sound and just with the, the delivery times and the things like that that say, hey, these guys are a legitimate company. They know what they're doing. They sound really good, they're easy to work with, whatever that would be. But that's, that's sort of like, hey, everyone is actually capable of being an influencer. If you think about the way guitarists talk about their gear, we all talk about the stuff we like. We're not paid for it. We talk about, hey, I got this new pedal, it's pretty sweet. We tell five of our guitar friends, maybe two of them buy it, and that's free, You know, that's free marketing for that company. And so that's the way that we've tried to approach it from the beginning. At the end of the day, I do feel like it's a little bit more authentic. Sometimes when you you pay for a demo, or when you have um, different people like showcasing your products, sometimes it it they can it depends on the person itself. They they can either be known as a super authentic demo guy, or they can be known as like, hey, this is a pay for play kind of guy. And so when people see that, they know they're not really saying too many negative things, or they're not really saying much about it because they're being paid versus them just talking about it because they love it. So that's, that's the other side, the dark side of, uh, of demos. And that's kind of, uh, for us, it's been more difficult because of the fact that our product is so different that we have to give it to someone. They have to be able to install it, install it correctly, and then showcase it at the same time. So there's a little bit of a, uh, it's not as simple as, Hey, I got a pedal in a box and You know, plug it in the in and the output, and you can showcase the pedal right away. It's like, hey, I'm sending you something, but you have to open up your guitar and you have to do surgery on it. And that's pretty much a a whole different ballgame with our type of product. So, and the other fact too is this if we have influencers, we have artists, um, and they say have a set of strap pickups with white covers, no one's gonna know that those are Porters until that artist says something. So, we don't wanna force an artist to say, hey, those are Porter pickups, hey, those are Porter pickups. We don't want to do that because, again, we want to create an authentic experience. But if people see it and hear it and they never make that connection, then the endorsement or the, the influencer has actually fallen short, if that makes sense. And so this has been one of those topics that we've always kind had of to, had to hash out. We don't really have an official artist program. We don't really have a demo policy um, that's felt all weird to me to kind of come up with official stances on those because there are situations where where it makes sense to uh to get people stuff or to give people a small break um if they're they're also showcasing maybe a guitar that's going to have our pickups in it and that kind of thing and and we've done the you know pay for demo kind of stuff before and and the beauty of that is is that it does stay around on youtube and i think that's for us to have a permanent demo is good it's not something that's like a magazine ad that's going to go away or anything weird like that. So we're trying to find constantly this balance and, uh, obviously you can tell it's definitely a subject where, where we have a lot of different thoughts on it. We've kind of been, you know, it's been beneficial and we've been burned at the same time and we're trying to find kind of the, uh, the middle ground, I guess you could say, and how we come up with a stance as a company. And I'd be curious to see what your thoughts are on that. Um, if you want to leave comments, uh, in the, uh, podbean version of this podcast if you want to shoot us an email at info at porter i'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of the the artist demo influencer type arrangements and and maybe how you've seen other companies make it work uh, maybe ways that uh that uh it's backfired you know i just love to have that discussion with you guys and and maybe what we'll do is um is feature some of those if we have some comments we'll feature some of those in future episodes but um that's something that's been on my mind for a while and thinking, okay, can we make this into a, a, like a loose show topic? We're not necessarily following a script or or really going through any specifics other than just, hey, this is, this is this weird elephant in the room for us sometimes. A couple times a month, there's definitely like these awkward points where we're like, okay, what do we do with this? How do we approach this? And it's definitely one of those situations where some people come in and they're basically going to be... Really mad at you if you say no, and they word their emails in that way, like I mentioned before. So you're kind of stuck at that point. You say, "Hey, I can't, can't really help you," and then they kind of go off on you and threaten to trash you on the forums and and all that. So you kind of you kind of sit there and say, "Oh, okay, all right, have a good day." I don't know what else to say at this point. So that's kind of the way that we, you know. The, like I said, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of. Of the endorsement world and the influencer world, I think the influencer thing kind of drives me crazy at sometimes because they're looking for, hey, I can get you a lot of exposure on Instagram or whatever. And sometimes they they have a great following and it makes a lot of sense to do something. Other times, you look at, you know, the engagement and the, uh, you know, Instagram is usually one percent engagement, two percent is great. So that you know, if they have thousand followers that's not that many views when they post about how great the pickups are and and, and it's like the return on investment is not very good at that point and so we have to always constantly gauge what those things are supposed to look like but yeah anyways i'd love to to get a, a thoughts from you guys so this is a uh, something i'd like to do uh on an instagram live or some other format where we can kind of go back and forth on it kind of uh you guys can kind of get deeper into my thoughts on it. And I I certainly don't have a, uh, like the right or the wrong approach to it as a company. I think um, from the beginning, it's always been don't treat any, you know, anyone any more special than anyone else. It's basically like all of you are important to keeping the lights on. And, and some people are able to tell more people and doesn't make them any more valuable than the other person that just tells one friend because, to us it's not really about that. So that's a, a long rambling uh, dive into the the influencer and the endorsee kind of world of of the gear industry. But yeah, I'd love your thoughts. Info at porterpickups.com. Shoot me an email. Just say, hey, I enjoyed the podcast, or maybe you didn't enjoy it. Maybe you can tell tell us um just your thoughts on how how you think that might work. Um, we're always up for, for learning different ways that different people approach it. like I said, I've got so many different industry friends that approach it so differently. Some people give, give stuff away left and right. And some people are like, no, can't do it unless Eric Clapton calls. I'm not doing it. You know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a, it's a big um, melding of, of all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's a fun, fun topic to navigate. I'd love to continue that discussion and For now, thanks so much for listening to the Tonecast. You can check us out at porterpickups.com. Check us out on Instagram, at porterpickups. You can find all sorts of fun, crazy, cool stuff that we do throughout the weeks and a lot of great gear photos that we share on the Instagram page. And appreciate you guys listening so much. We'll catch you next time on the Tonecast.